Masvidal and Usman put on a show the last time they stepped into the octagon. Round two is sure to pack a punch. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight, with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either uh, main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 odds. Just bet $5 on either fighter to win, and if they walk out with the belt, you will cash $130. Now, William, I must admit, I am not a financial advisor, but wouldn't you say that if you were able to turn $5 into $130, that's a pretty good investment. Again, you know, I am not a professional um, uh, money manager. Uh, there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN, as in the Basketball Podcast Network, when you sign up to turn $5 into $130 if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code TBPN to turn $5 into $130 if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For a limited time only and at dra- only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's never happened before. I mean, such a crippling, like, can't record type of situation yeah Yeah. it's okay though we're gonna persevere and what we're gonna do simon is we're gonna go ahead and welcome people back (laughs) in his weird accent Uh (laughs) we're gonna welcome people back to another episode of maybe Maybe next next time i'm your host william with my co-host simon McCormack. Nets Nation, for the millionth time, we're... We made it to the big time! I totally <laughs> forgot what I was going to say there on this on this take. Hello. Hello. We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. But Simon, before we get into the Nets health issues, before we get into playoff seating, I have to know... <laughs> Before I pass out from lack of oxygen, Simon, I have to know. I'm sweating so much right now, but I have to know. Uh, How the heck are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Good, 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 good. Good, good, good. I see you've got some beverages before you. Mm -hmm. Some energy beverages. I'm giving myself a pick-me-up before I even need it. I mean, I need it badly right now, Oh, we know, we know. Uh, Well, (laughs) welcome back, listeners. We have a truly epic show for you this week. I know I say that almost every week, but but this this one we've 
We've really done it. We've outdone ourselves. That's right. That's right. Next week, don't even bother listening because we're putting it all out here. We're leaving it all on the court tonight. (laughs) It's about who wants it more, not who has more talent. Uh, Nets, Simon, back on top of the Eastern Conference Mm -hmm. in spite of two of the three big three being nowhere, seemingly nowhere close to returning from injury. (laughs) So those are the two issues this week that we face in Nets Nation, health and seeding. Let's talk health first. Okay, love to. Uh, You dabble, I know, in the sports sciences. Yes. Uh, What is happening to James Harden's hammy? hammy? Okay, folks. Um, Since we last talked... James, when we last talked, James Harden was seemingly days away from from returning to the lineup uh, from a troublesome um, hamstring injury. Then Tuesday night, as I headed over here, William, to mm-hmm. uh, to see you for um, to watch the game on Tuesday, to soak up a Pell's game. <laughs> right, that's right. Um, we get word that a, a really, really mealy-mouthed um, worded uh, statement from, from uh, the Nets saying that James Harden suffered a setback um, in his recovery and that he would be out indefinitely, um, to which Steve Nash added uh, saying say, – he said, like, he could be out – you know, maybe he'll be back in the playoffs or could be sooner, but he really – you know, seemed pretty dismayed by the whole thing. Like he said, you know, we're basically starting from square one. Um, and yeah, so this is, uh, as folks will know, not the first time um, that Annette has had hamstring issues that uh, linger and, and actually have like setbacks, right? Big time. Big time setbacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the idea is he may be back before the playoffs. He may not. Maybe he's not even back in the playoffs. Fairly terrifying prospect for all Nets fans. But, Simon, in spite of this, in spite of this bad news, I think we can both agree, bad news. Yes. Um, the Nets continue to win. Yeah, I mean, Ish. yeah. I think they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. Yeah. So, not terrible. The Sixers are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, so... You know, we're gaining a little ground on them. I think they're about to lose to the Bucks, which would put us square, like a full game ahead of them. But that means that the Bucks are ascendant. We have a back-to-back against them coming up relatively soon. Which brings up the all-important playoff seeding. How important to you, Simon McCormick of Albuquerque, New Mexico, a a proud and... Passionate Nets fan. Yes. Uh, um, how important to you is it that the Nets go for this first place seed in the East? What kind of implications is that going to have for this team? Well, great question. Um, thank you for it. Uh, I think, um, as we've talked about off mic, I think it is pretty important. It's about as important as, you know, regular season seeding can be. Like, I mean, or I don't know, like I would hate to play the Bucks in the second round. Um, I would hate to play the Heat in the first round, which looks like, I mean, again, with the play-in tournament, you don't really know, but the Heat are, are I think, quickly establishing themselves as the seven seed. 
Um, could move up to sixth um, and could move down to eighth, but seemingly pretty pretty comfortable in that seventh seed there. The Heat, uh, you know, especially with Jimmy Butler, who we did not face the last time we played them, are a formidable first-round team, a physical first-round team. Um, and, yes, again, it would be much better, I think, to face, say, the Knicks or the Hawks in the second round as opposed to um, the Bucks The Bucks or the Sixers. Right. Right. If you're talking about a two or three seed, we are potentially facing the Heat, the Bucks, and the Sixers in the playoffs, which would be the other three teams I think most people would argue could potentially win the Eastern Conference. So... If that could be avoided, uh, it'd be a good thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that'd be a good thing. Yes. Um, but the Nets, I don't know. What do you, do you think that they can go for the number one seed? Or is, is health just going to not, like, like do you think they, these guys could play? Like, could Kevin Durant be playing games right now and they're just choosing to rest him because they they think that nothing really matters until the playoffs yeah i i suspect that it's kind of the latter just because we've seen how incredibly undurable he is so like any regular season game any minute that he's out there is you know you're you're playing with borrowed time um because it just seems like he, what was the stat? I think we mentioned it last last week. Like he hasn't played six consecutive games in two years, so um, that is not good. Um, it, it is all the more sort of tantalizing because when he does play, he's been fantastic, uh, including in the four minutes that he played before he got hurt um, most recently. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I am hopeful that he'll play even maybe Sunday, right? He was listed as questionable against the Celtics, ended up not playing, um, which is a shame because you and I went to that game. Um, Would have been great to see Kevin Durant. My mom today, I was talking to her, and she was like, are you ever going to get to see Kevin Durant play? (laughs) Uh, And the answer is maybe. Uh, Almost certainly not. (laughs) Almost certainly not. Um, it is bleak. Yeah. It is bleak out there, but they are, they know, they're treading water. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, admirable, I suppose. Do, do you want to, I, I realize I maybe missed my chance here to talk about this, but unless this is coming up in a later thing, do you want to talk Nets, um, medical staff? Or is that coming later? Um, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> I have a screed, but you just tell me when to plug it in and off. Sure. Why not? Let's get into it. I, I was going to bring something up. Yeah, let's do that. I got we'll, one we'll more thing. We'll just do it natural. We'll Maybe, do it natural. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this I'm off, good at doing natural. This is getting off to a rocky I'm start. I'm doing it natural. Do not DraftKings. <laughs> well, speaking of DraftKings, Simon, I think we just have to mention at this point. DraftKings. Okay? <laughs> We like UFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I think it bears mentioning at this point that listeners, longtime listeners, will probably have noticed at the beginning of the podcast there was an ad read. Uh, that is an unprecedented thing. We've never we've never done an ad read before, uh, but now we are because Simon and I are joining up with the Basketball Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. 
who are bringing content from most currently NBA teams and uh, one day, theoretically, from all NBA teams. It won't really have any impact on what this show is other than that the top of the show will be an ad read, but it could also have added benefits of doing things like when the playoffs roll around, we can get on the horn with our fellow podcasters who are covering whatever team the Nets are facing and do play-up matchup stuff. So basically, f- from your perspective, listeners, it won't be any different other than we may have more guests than we previously have. Exactly. Um, and, of course, we'll be shilling for whoever we're told to shill for. Yes, which we believe in. <laughs> Do you have to believe in it? I mean, I have never seen an advertisement that I didn't believe in. Sometimes ironically, but even my ironic believed in just become real believed in. Sure, so ultimately, I believe in every ad I've seen. Um, yes. And certainly everyone you've ever read. And every Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm an Usman guy. I don't know what our listeners think, but... Oh, no, wait. No, I would... No. No, you're the other guy. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> rip his face off, <laughs> hurt him more. That's right. Um, all right. So Simon, you alluded to this. We got a mailbag. We got two mailbags from friend of the show, IRL, J to the motherfucking Z. First one is a humble, but firm <laughs> Request, Simon, for more scan scam <laughs> content. Harden now out indefinitely. Mysterious setbacks. Wake up, sheeple. But what's the angle? We need more scan scam. Listeners who do not know what the hell we're talking about have to go back, what was it, two episodes ago? Maybe even one. One or two episodes ago. Listen to both of them. They're both amazing. Not mm-hmm. as much DraftKings content, right. but Draft other King. stuff. <laughs> Uh, but we, Simon, has some scan, scam conspiracy that has touched some nerves in Nets Nation, and IRLJZ wanted to hear a bit more about it, Simon, so let us know where you're at on this breaking news situation. Thank you, William, and I'm so glad it came up at this point very naturally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, um... Um, are we getting to my segment on the scan uh, scan? I've got a screed... (laughs) I'm ready for. Uh, okay. So first of all, thank you so much, IRLJZ, for one, the question, two, for not drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, we need more fans like you out there. I know uh, also friend of the show, Matt Parker, has, has been all over the, this fraudulent medical staff for, for many months. Um, but look, let, let's take a look back here, William, because a- as we said, this is not an isolated incident. You can go all the way back to Jeremy Lin. Remember that guy? Uh, sadly, yes. <laughs> he was, he was the pride and joy of the Nets circa I don't know four years ago, five years ago, and you know we were doing okay. I mean, we were doing horrible, but it was kind of fun to watch when he was playing the first few games, and then hit with a hamstring injury. Then what should happen? But the Nets put out a press release that says, "Oh, he reaggravated his hamstring." Long story short. Didn't play more than, like, I don't know, 20 games that entire tops, year tops. because of recurring fucking hamstring injuries. Fast forward to a young man 
of considerable more talent, Kevin Durant. We heard, oh yeah, he's, you know, he's day-to-day, basically. Steve Nash said he'd be back before the All-Star break. He thought, oh, no, another scan, another... I, they, they didn't use the word setback this time, but something happened, because uh, he was out a hell of a lot longer than that. He was out two months. This medical staff, and I, I, I'm only, like, 25% kidding here. I do kind of think it's a little shitty that, like, we haven't seen any coverage of this outside of my conspiracy swamp. <laughs> like, there's no, like... I haven't seen any beat writers or any, um, you know, national coverage of this, but like this is a humiliating disaster for the for the Nets medical staff that is single handedly destroying this team. That is the only thing holding this team back is is health. And I know a lot of teams have had a lot of problems, but I am I know I would take the Pepsi challenge with this fucking team and how many setbacks they have had. It's one thing to have injuries. It's another thing to be like, once you get injured on this team, you'll never play again. Right. That is my screed. Um, but I think it's just outrageous. No, I mean, I don't think... It, to, to be a Nets fan at this point is to just resign yourself to endless injury problems. Yeah. Uh, Karis LeVert, chronically injury-plagued. D'Angelo yeah. Russell, chronically injury-plagued. Jeremy Lin, immediately hurt upon arrival. Um, we get him, we break him, and we move on. Uh, in this case, stakes are quite a lot higher because, you know, three weeks ago, right. we were flying high on everyone in the national media saying, oh, it's inevitable, and that's winning it all. They're not even full strength, and they're better than everyone. Now the narrative has wildly shifted to yeah. uh, wow. Yeah. And I think that we're in pretty hardcore Wao phase right now, especially when Steve Nash says, you know, he doesn't know when Arden's coming back, especially when, you know, as you say, progress seems to be being made. And then suddenly out of nowhere, something goes drastically wrong. That's right. There has to be accountability, William. So do you think there's something in the Brooklyn water, the much vaunted and praised Brooklyn water? Do you think it's something about the, the, you know, people do a lot more walking here, maybe maybe (laughs) aggravates the old hammy? What what is it uniquely about Brooklyn that, that makes injuries so prevalent? Well, here's my theory, William, and you and I have touched on this. I think it's that for all of his many, many, many talents and, and you know, the, the, the incredible job Sean Marks has done, which we basically only mention in passing and then start shitting on him, and I'm about to do the same. Right. Uh, I <laughs> Best GM in basketball. I think, right. Yeah, he's a pretty, I would think, strong contender yeah, for GM of the year. Yeah, he has definitely a compelling case for, for definitely top three GMs in basketball. Right. And yes, we exclusively crap on him. <laughs> so here it comes. Um, I do think that from from what I've seen of like the press releases and the way this medical staff has talked about, that he seems to pr- prioritize sort of like off the beaten path um, people. Like he likes a staff that is like multi. Um, you know, comes from different disciplines, they have different life experiences, and that is all, in theory, good. But I just think, in terms of this medical staff, like, something ain't right. And there's gotta be, I, this is why I think the journalists need to get on this, but there has to be some pressure for accountability on this. Um, 
and the the people who are who are fucking these players time and time again have got to face some consequences. I I think. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, uh, as as IRL Jay Z says, "Wake up, sheeple." Yes, you got to wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe to, to bring it back to a slightly saner place, uh, okay. than you like to go, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess we could say our, our prayers are with, um, Harden's hamstring. Yes. Pray for that hamstring. And we're really hoping to see it and the rest of his muscles and <laughs> tendons and joints and, and bones his um his skin his blood his eyeballs eyes, <laughs> hair mm. beard very prominent beard yep we hope all of those aspects and more of james harden are on display mm-hmm. i'd say maybe even before the playoffs start that would be a dream don't in forget my, in my prayers there <laughs> yes right and and keep in mind he's going to need a little time to work off whatever beer gut he's He's accumulated over the last few weeks. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, a, a hamstring certainly doesn't inhibit one from enjoying the finer things of <laughs> And I hope he is, because <laughs> he deserves something good going on for him right now. Um, Simon, before we get to the other part of IRL Jay-Z's question... Mm-hmm. You sent me something about KD's top five. This is a, <coughs> this is going to be a brief Simon sends a tweet segment. Mm-hmm. One of, I don't know, definitely in our top <laughs> eighteen segments about you yeah. sending me stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this one is you sending me a tweet about Kevin Durant's top five teammates. I believe that's right. Top five teammates. Uh, what? Tell us a little more. About why we need to care about this particular tweet. <laughs> and, I, and I can tell I'm going to have to convince my co-host <laughs> as well. Um, okay, so Kevin Durant said on some somewhere that uh, his he was asked who his top five teammates were. Number one, unsurprising, Kyrie Irving. Number two, unsurprising, James Harden, right? you got to pick your current sure. teammates. Yeah. Number three. Bruce Brown. <laughs> number, Nick Claxton. Right. Number three, Steph Curry. Um, and I honestly don't remember the other two, but um, the oh, one of them was uh, Ibaka. Oh yeah, Clay Thompson and Ibaka, Serge Ibaka. Right. So the the, the, the <laughs> sounds like I know your tweet a little better than you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I send the tweet. I don't remember them. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so. To me, that's interesting. One, because no DeAndre, right? The guy that we have suffered through and, I, and you know, William more than me has suffered through for going on two years now is not even in the top fucking five of his teammates. That is outrageous. Number two is just a short thing. Um, I, I, I do think um, Steph, like for all of the things with, with him and, and Katie, I think to me this this indicates that... And he could be lying, right? I don't know. But I, to me, it indicates, like, his beef is not really with Steph. It was, like, with the media coverage of Steph and the fan, the feeling that fans were only loyal to Steph and didn't really give much respect to him. But I don't know that it was particularly animosity towards Steph. Anyway, that has been Simon Sends a Tweet. 
top five teammates. Where's DeAndre? He likes Steph. Okay. Um, not exactly where I thought that was going. Uh, any chance, however, to dump on DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> I'm there for. He is, uh, you know, the bane of my Nets existence and increasingly just of my existence existence. Right. Um, as it continues to get further enmeshed in just Nets universe. Yes, life is Nets, Nets is life. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I guess I wasn't that surprised just because he's not – I the person I guess I would have been more surprised by oh, the uh, omission of would be um, a Draymond mm. Green because he's a star or a Russell Westbrook. Mm. I know there was some controversy about that because they were – because you kind of have to just name the superstars that you've played with. Um, so those guys being left off to me are more glaring than a DeAndre Jordan who I, you know, maybe if they'd played in, you know, Los Angeles five years ago when DeAndre Jordan, um, still had a pretty, you know, noticeable skill called mobility, um, that would have been, you know, a a bigger slight. But at this point, it's so clear to everyone involved that DeAndre's washed (laughs) that, Katie doesn't have to pretend that he cares about him being on his team. Except he's made us have him on, his te- on this team indefinitely. Um, all right. Let's turn to our second mailbag question, scenario, proposal uh-huh. from IRLJZ. It's a fantastic one. Oh, yes. And I think this will really help any anyone in Nets Nation – who isn't feeling nostalgic for Nets past will feel it now and a little hopeful about Nets present. We'll mm-hmm. see. We mm-hmm. might include a few. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So here's a scenario, Simon. You run a Nets themed restaurant now. A wealthy Russian benefactor, let's call him Mikhail Prokhorov, okay. has tasked you two with creating a Nets-themed dining establishment. It's not your job to worry about where the money is coming from because you are driven, nay, blinded by a passion and desire to translate, transmute, and transmogrify your favorite Nets players and staff both past and present into delectable sides, main dishes, drinks, and desserts. Doesn't matter if it's high, low, or a combination of the two. Just put together a fun little fake tasting menu of items inspired by the boys of Brooklyn with the heavy heaping of y'all's best ratio now. Simon, personally, I think this is one of the best mailbag questions, if you can call it a question, we have ever received. I agree. If anyone else out there thinks they have a mailbag question that could rival this one, send it in to maybe next time at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to have them. We love getting these. This is fantastic. It's a marriage of our two podcasting passions, food and the nets. Yes. So... Simon, just to set it up, I've, 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 of course, put together a tasting menu. But to set it <laughs> up, I'd like to mention a few people who I think are going to staff the restaurant. Okay, okay. Did you think of any staff members? It's no. not really in the question. Okay, yeah. I hadn't really been thinking about it, but Claire suggested it might be interesting. So I've got a bartender for the restaurant, and I think you're going to agree with me. He's sort of the ideal bartender. 
Kenny Atkinson. Yes. Former yes. coach Kenny Atkinson. He is the perfect combination of angry and sad to make a truly great uh, bartender. He, of course, is going to listen to your sob story, but he will always have a sadder sob story to tell you when he breaks down how he was cast out of the empire that he helped to build. Yes. In Brooklyn. Right. Our maitre d', Simon, I'm thinking maitre d' just needs to be a super hot person. Okay. Nick Claxton's our maitre d'. There it is. Uh Bing, Uh bang, boom. Move on. Final thing. We're going to have a pastry chef with one of those giant pastry hats. And for me, a pastry chef's got to kind of be uh, like a generic, you know, stereotype of of one. It's got to be kind of like a plump. A uh, fun-loving, mm. earthy guy in a in a big old pastry pastry chef's cap, uh-huh. and for me, that's Jared Dudley. Oh, okay. You know the round mound of the Nets bench, <laughs> rocking a pastry chef, having a good time, talking, you know, like going around. Hey, did you did you enjoy the creme brulee? <laughs> Yeah, I did. It was perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Dudley. It was great. Uh, so that's who's going to be staffing the restaurant. Now let's get to the menu. Simon, what are you starting out with? I am starting, William, with um, one of my favorite um, sort of appetizers slash kind of like starter things. Maybe not appetizer, but um, a Caesar pleaser salad. <laughs> Um, I love Caesar salads. Caesar, yes, pleaser. I uh, just, I actually just had one of the one of the best Caesar salads I've ever had at uh, Aldi Law the other day, Ooh. which is not a normal place I go to, people. But um, but it was it's incredible. You don't have to apply. It was for a special occasion. A special occasion. Okay. That's right. That's right. No one here thinks you're a snob. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, Caesar pleaser salad. Now, I don't know that I really. What made it so good? Um, it had, like, the dressing was, was all, like, kind of, like, infused in it, but not in a, like, making the leaves, like, soggy way, but in this, like, really, I I don't know, just, just all-encompassing in a good way, um, way, and the croutons were fantastic as well, um, and lots of cheese in. Okay. Um, was there any of that anchovy flavor? I'm sure there was. Yeah, I, I can never really um, sort of detect the specific flavor of anchovy, but sure. in, in a in a Caesar. But yes, I'm certain that was in the mix. That for me is jumping Joe Harris because I don't know. Like the guy, Caesars are really consistently great. Um, I often don't really think about like I don't go to a restaurant. And I'm like, God, I hope there's a Caesar salad. But every time I see it. I'm like, oh, great, I'll have the Caesar. Um, just like when Joe Harris, you know, I'm not thinking about the guy very much, but when he when he hits a three or, like, when he hits those two back-to-back threes last night, it's it's a it's a treat. And, it you know, he very rarely has bad games. Um, and I've very rarely had a bad Caesar. That was very long, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 we can go long on this. What else do we got to do? Went long on DraftKings, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> All right, my starter, Simon, is a New Mexican favorite. Oh. It's chips and queso. Mm. So a great pair, right? Chip and dip. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it's tinged with a lot of nostalgia for me because it's something I had as a kid. And in my mind, I think that chips and queso might be better than it is 
in fact is, right? Mm -hmm. Because I grew up eating it, because I associate it strongly with going out to restaurants, which I feel like I didn't do a ton of as a kid. Um, So it's it's just exciting to me in my mind, and probably better through the lens of nostalgia than it in fact is. And that, for me, is the dynamic duo of Karis LeVert and Jarrett Allen. Do you remember them having, like, real chemistry yeah. for a while? Like, yeah. they could run a pick and roll that, for a small period of time, I I was convinced was, like, th- you know, rivaled the best pick and roll duo <laughs> right. in the NBA. I have right. no numbers <laughs> whatsoever to back that up. M- Magic and Kareem are here, and Jared <laughs> Allen and Karis are just a notch below. Just a notch below. Um, so they're going to be my my chips and queso starters. Simon. Very nice, very nice. Uh, between each course, though, Simon, I uh, for my tasting menu anyway, <laughs> I'm going to have ginger oh. available because I very recently learned <laughs> that ginger is not meant as a, sh- a sushi topping, but instead as a palate cleanser. But a cleanse, cleanser, uh, <laughs> that's meant to cleanser. It's meant to cleanser. Uh, it's a cleanser between, uh, but yeah, it's meant as a cleanser between pieces of sushi. Mm-hmm. So we need that here because we need each meal to each part of this meal to be enjoyed on its own merits. I feel like because mine are not discount. Mine, I'm not going like all southwestern or anything like right, that. Right. So the net for me. Who is the ginger? He's the person who cleanses the palate, who sets up your next course for you. Is James Harden? Okay. Uh, he's the he, to use another food metaphor. He's the straw that stirs the drink, Simon. Okay. Um, he sets it up. You knock it down. Okay. Okay. So okay. He, <laughs> so he's the ginger. Got it. Yep. For this meal. <laughs> Got it. Uh, all right, I'll do my main, then you do your main. Okay, I also have a, another appetizer. You got another app? Well, go for the app. Okay, just quickly, my app is also, this is James Harden. James Harden is turtle soup. Have you ever had turtle soup? I have, o- I only know turtle soup as something that people in fancy, like, British estates will have or yeah. something like that. In a movie, right. in a movie. Right. Um, right, yeah, so I have had one opportunity to have turtle soup, um, okay. and I passed it up because apparently it's quite horrific, the, um, the, 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 the cooking process of the turtles, and Hillary mentioned that to me, and so I, I, at the time, I did not get it, but I've been fascinated with it ever since, and I also just realized James Harden is not the answer to this one. Sorry, so wipe that from my be, ginger, <laughs> ginger up that James Harden because it's not James Harden. Eat your ginger of James Harden. It's not James Harden. It is Spencer Dinwiddie uh, this year because we'll never know what Spencer Dinwiddie would have been like on, on this team because uh, he's been hurt the entire time. Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Uh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, thank you for that, Simon. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, all right, my main, something classic. It's a pasta carbonara. Mm. Do you like a carbonara? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who does? Is that white? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's got. It's usually cooked in like a bacon esque thing and white sauce. Uh, it's pretty deli- very delicious, um, but it's a little de classe, right? It it's is. sort of like a, it's sort of like shrimp scampi, mm. where you're like, oh yeah, I'm like. Uh, 
14-year-old boy. I'll sell all my CDs and try to go eat <laughs> shrimp scampi, and I am basically an aristocrat now. Um, but when you're a little older, mm-hmm. wiser, you're like, you know, like shrimp scampi isn't the nicest possible dish you could ever order. Same with, same with uh, carbonara, but it's still wonderful. It's amazing. Um, and for me, that's D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Okay. Uh, at the time, he was incredible. I, yes. If you if you want to go back, folks, and I mean, I don't know how desperate for content you are in in the COVID era, but there are maybe twenty episodes where I do a deep statistical dive into why D'Angelo Russell is better than Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was incredible, but. Even I have to admit that maybe he wasn't quite <laughs> the superstar I imagined him to be at the time. Uh, just like you know what, fuck, it, we're not going to do pasta carbonara. I think it hits better with the uh, with the shrimp scampi. Okay, sure, okay, sure. So my main is shrimp scampi. Mm, delicious. Um, mine is uh, sashimi yellowfin tuna. Gee, okay, I take it back. You are fancy. Oh yes. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually had, I mean, I've had that piece of fish. I don't know. I've never had like an entire entree of that, but here's why I picked that uh-huh. because sashimi in particular, as the, as the high class folks will know, of which I am one, I'm enjoying a Red Bull right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and you just got diagnosed with a cavity. I ha- yes, I have a cavity. <laughs> That is, I don't know if that's Sorry, a class that, based. That yeah, a, that's that my medical. Thing? Yes, exactly. You've just hippened me. <laughs> um, you'll be hearing from. We're talking a lot about class, but in a in a weird way, we're sort of like adulating uh, higher aristocratic class. This is a working class podcast. We want. Oh that yes, to be very I'm drinking clear. a Red Bull. <laughs> okay. Um, and feeling low. Okay. The the thing about the reason why I picked this, it is Nick Claxton. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I think that he is yellowfin tuna sashimi because I would predict that I could eat yellowfin sashimi for probably two hours without stopping and not be full. <laughs> um, it is a very unfilling, delicious thing, and I cannot get enough of it. And similarly, I don't understand why Nick Claxton, when he's playing and not on um, whatever the health and safety protocols. Uh, I don't understand why he's not getting, like, 28 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game. Like, the, we are much better with him on the court. The analytics say it. The eye test says it. Get that guy some PT and get out of his way. Uh, couldn't agree more. Need so much more Nick Claxton in my life. But before uh, we talk any more about Nick Claxton or anyone else, could you provide us with three adjectives you'd use to describe um, yellowfish Tuna? Yellowfin. Yellowfin, pardon mm. me. Um, delectable. <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe they describe their flavor. Ah. Two more, two more. I don't know. Okay. You, 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 you knocked it out of the park Tindy. with delectable. Tindy. No, that, that's another. That's no, another. it's a texture, but that's okay. Maybe um, one flavor based. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Good. Fresh ocean. <laughs> Fresh ocean. Okay. Like you just put your mouth in the briny. ocean and ate it. Yeah, briny. Briny. But, but in a good way. I was, I was thinking light, 
buttery, flaky. Sure, okay. Well, maybe you should have done it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what, what it tastes like, to be honest. Like, any time I, I, I get sushi, I don't... I, I have a difficult time discerning the difference between them. Like, obviously, at the time, I can tell they're different. But it's similar to, like, flour. Like, you know, there's... We did the flour episode recently, and uh-huh. I don't really know flowers. like, yeah, it's all a daffodil or a tulip or something. You know? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's all yellowfin or salmon. Yeah, I even mean, though, even though, like, yeah, if I taste it, I know they're different. Or if I see a, a, a orchid, I know it's, you know, and a daffodil next to each other, I know they're not the same. Right, and, and I mean, to your, to, to be fair to you, I think sushi is one of the most notoriously mislabeled fish. Oh, so like, right, you could right, be eating right. anything, when right? You're chomping down on those things <laughs> when you're chomping down on something drenched in ginger, right? Um, all right, time to move on to the desserts. Okay. Uh, would you like to lead us off here? Sure. Um, so my my dessert is a um, caramel sundae. Two scoops, vanilla ice cream, mm. caramel sauce. Sure. Peanuts. Okay. Whipped cream. Yeah. And a maraschino cherry on top. Now, that is a classic dessert. Do you want to know how many times I've probably had that, though? And it's a, it's something I crave, you know, pretty constantly. Right. Um, maybe, maybe three or four times in my life. Okay? And here's why. I, I don't even know why. But <laughs> I, and here's why. I don't know. Delectable. Um, but it, it is delectable. Um, that much I know. Um, it is the yellowfin tuna sashimi of dessert. No, it is Kevin Durant. Okay. Love that dessert. Love watching Kevin Durant. I never see it. It is like a fleeting glimpse of, of the guy. It's like seeing a, 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 Hillary saw a blue jay the other day. Have you ever seen a blue jay? Um, No. Yeah, me neither. You want right. to know why? Because they're fleeting. Right, you, sure. you gotta really you gotta look, look, looking. Absolutely, yeah. It's like your chance to win one hundred and thirty dollars. Not always <laughs> exists. All right, I Simon assume you think I'm going to say tiramisu here. Yeah, uh, but I am not. Okay, uh, I'm going to have a liquid dessert. Okay. Okay. That'll shock no one. <laughs> I'm having Uzo shots at the bar with Kenny Atkinson, and I'm going to have them with five of my favorite nets of all time. Okay. All right. And this is a list in no particular order, five of my nets, favorite nets ever, that I will be having Uzo shots with. So what I'm going to ask Kenny to do is I'm going to ask him, pour a whole mess of Uzo, into into the mixer, mm-hmm. lot of ice, stir it up, get it get it so it's all it's that milky hue of ouzo, okay, Iggy. and then pour the me and my five favorite nets a big old shot, and pour one for himself. Kenny deserves a shot. All right, these are my five favorite all time, no particular order. One, not one. A, we'll do A because one. Implies a hierarchy. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to do random letters so that you don't think A is higher than B or something like that. G. Okay. G. Your G shot. (laughs) G shot goes, hey, conveniently, to Archie Goodwin. 
Okay. G. So the last name right. starts Good with one. G. Right. Right. Okay. All right. My next uh, next O will go to Jalil Okafor. <laughs> These in your top five, top five shot favorite nets? nets of all time. Good God, uh, buddy. Number F. Sorry, letter F. Letter F. Mm-hmm. Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> Loved. Yogi Ferrell loved. What Yogi are you Ferrell. talking I about? I loved Yogi Ferrell. Remember how angry we were that that they got rid of him to get Spencer Dinwiddie? I feel like yeah, but that was so irrelevant. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's your All list. right, it's can I go list. to letter M? List. Can yes. I go to letter give, M? Give me M. I've okay. been waiting. Timothy Mozgov. <laughs> okay, because I loved to watch him on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to watch him warm up. He did not give a single fuck when he was on the Nets. Uh, he was just getting paid. He knew it was not a long-term gig. And the last one is legit one of my favorite Nets or Nets-related people. Uh, it is letter E. And you know what? I'm going to give him letter A because I want you to read into it that he's hierarchically better than these other ones. I an Eagle. Okay. All right. I think he'd be a real fun hang after some Uzo shows. Oh, totally. Yeah. That that much is true. You I'm just looking at the levels, William. I'm hyper paranoid about Yeah, no, no, no. We're still recording. Don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) People can hear every one of my top five nets. (laughs) And you know what? Rewind it, listen to them again, write it down. Maybe hey, Simon, they could Send us their top five. Yeah, send us your top five. They've got to be better than Mozgov and, and Yogi Ferrell. Yeah, Yogi, Yogi Ferrell was a stretch. Oof, wow. Yogi Ferrell was a stretch. Th- that... Goodwin, though. Archie Goodwin, I had a deep connection with. Yes, that's true. You almost stopped being a Nets fan after they cut him. So, Simon, last night we went live and in person to a Nets game. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Weird. 10%, Overall good. Yeah, 10% of capacity, so still not a, not a huge amount of people. They, like, um, put a strap over the seats that aren't ticketed uh, so people can't sit, you know, move and sit next to each other, which is nice. Uh, but we – it got us thinking. We needed to talk uh, – we needed to do a theme related to live events, Right. So we want to talk about a live event that we would like to go to that in some way relates to the Nets. Yes. So my live event, Simon, is bar trivia. Okay. Uh, I think sometimes it becomes a massive burden if you get on like a bar trivia team and you have to go Mm. every week Uh or sometimes every two weeks and then it turns into monthly and then all of a sudden everyone's canceling and you're not going anymore. Yeah. But I haven't done it in what feels like years and I am kind of missing it. Okay. Uh, It sounds like a very fun event. Yes. And to me that is very similar to Spencer Dinwiddie who Ah. I, when he's playing for the team, uh, I got issues with Spencer. I think that he's really, 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 really bad at shooting, and that often goes overlooked and, but, like, drives me crazy for some reason. And his unbridled arrogance does get under my skin sometimes. But at this point, I'm ready. (laughs) Right. I'm ready for Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's a huge upgrade on Mike James and Chris Chioza, by the way. Welcome, Mike James. Yes, Mike James. Mike James had a, a spectacular debut. I mean, eh, three might for be a eight. Stretch. Yeah, <laughs> not, not the most efficient <laughs> debut, but he's Fine. there. 
He's kicking. Yeah. Um, and there's a headline of the week, Simon. Brian Lewis writes, Spencer Dinwiddie rejoining Nets for playoffs is realistic. Do you think he's coming back for the playoffs? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it, I think it really depends. I think if, like, we are in a dire situation, we've been getting blown out by whatever team, and Steve Nash is throwing the kitchen sink and seeing what works, um, you know, maybe. Uh, but I, I just feel like it's too much. The playoffs, there's such a, like, you don't really have time to be to be doing what the Nets have been doing for the entire regular season, which is like, we'll throw this guy out here with these lineups and see how this works. You know what I mean? Because we have no idea what Spencer Dinwiddie is like with Kyrie and KD, let alone James Harden, or what he's like with this bench, which is a totally different bench than it was, um, you know, when he he was uh, last healthy. So I, I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, obviously a huge question mark. Um, at this point, you know... I just like to see anyone return from from illness to health on the Nets, be it Spencer Dinwiddie, be it Kevin Durant, be it James Harden. Obviously, we, if I I would give a numerical ranking for uh-huh. those, Spencer would not be at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. But point stands, I'd like to see any of them. Tyler Johnson, TJ. I think he's back. He he tweeted something that he's coming back oh, uh, on Sunday. Great. If it's real, he didn't have a blue check mark by his name, but I think it is <laughs> Tyler Johnson. I could believe that Tyler Johnson mm. is unverified. Mm-hmm. Um, your live event that you'd like to go to, Simon? William, my live event that I'd like to go to was the concert in 2007 that was scheduled <laughs> um, for, I want to say, the summer, maybe fall of... 2007 in Albuquerque, um, and it was the White Stripes and the Cold War Kids. Now, this was canceled because I think Meg White had some mental health issues and they had to cancel the whole tour, basically. Um, So it never happened. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was something that I was like, I was working at the Sangre de Cristo Chronicle at the time. My life was in the shitter. (laughs) Uh, it was one of the lowest points of my life. And the only and thing that could bring you out of it was nostalgia rock. No, that wasn't nostalgia <laughs> rock at the time. That was too No, but that's like the genre oh, that they oh, occupied. Oh, sure, right, right, right. Yes, yes, like yeah, Detroit yeah. Detroit Grinders, right, right, but yes. everything is ripped off from something else. Oh, William, you are a jag. <laughs> so, okay, that's complete. Nostalgia that, rock. No, it's perfectly legitimate rock. Anyone who knows anything knows that. The most <laughs> stick-in-the-mud old folk. If it's not Lead Belly, it's a rip-off. I only like Lead Belly. Music hasn't evolved from extremely rare WPA recordings. <laughs> anyway, William's new podcast will be eclectic elderly old people sing the blues. Uh... Recorded on, like, a gramophone. Um, anyway. I, I'm sorry. I never got into the White Stripes. I'm not going to Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it would have been a great concert, um, but I will never know. And similarly, this this is, um, this I will compare to the, the combo that you have talked about quite a bit 
But what would have been if it had been... Instead of KD and Kyrie, D'Angelo Russell and uh, soon-to-be all-NBA, probably, uh, Julius Randle. Fucking amazing, incredible Julius Randle. Yes, that was sort of our our pipe dream, that Mm -hmm. those two could be reconnected. That's a wonderful one, in spite of the white stripes uh, (laughs) reference. What do you think of the Cold War kids? Same? Don't care. Don't care. But I think Cold War kids are, are, are... better like is in terms of a genre Mm -hmm. just because you know they're just a part of like a real if shitty genre whereas white stripes were just like just really personified the hey this is just like a a a massive wink to rock and roll past Mm mm-hmm I mean, it is actual music. It's not a wink. Uh, okay, anyway, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, understood. Yeah, it's based, It's. I mean, like, it's a glorified, like, Beach Boys cover band. It. Okay. I don't see any similarities between the Beach Boys and the White Stripes. Um... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think that's probably the most... Like a Rolling Stones cover band, how about... Mm. Is that better? Sure. Okay, great. So we agree? We we agree. Okay. <laughs> That's fantastic, Simon. Yeah. Uh, so we've <laughs> done a lot of comparing on this show. Next week, I think we're. I've got a statistical deep dive I want to do on uh, a stat station I would like to do on my boy Landry Shamit. Okay. Uh, we did one on Joe Harris last week. Check it out if you haven't had a chance. I think it clarified some things for us in that it didn't clarify anything about Joe Harris, but was interesting in how disparate the advanced numbers were on Joe Harris. Yes, that was interesting. Um, Okay, this week, big week in Nets Nation, Simon, we got the Suns, the Raptors, Pacers, Blazers, then back-to-back against the Bucks. These are some big games coming up. Some winnable games in there. Raptors, Pacers, Blazers all kind of stink. Blazers stink? Blazers stink. Aren't they're they like, like in the middle of the pack in the way they're, they're like in yeah, the middle of the playoff picture. They're on a nosedive uh-huh. right now. I think they're two and eight in their last 10 games. They mm-hmm. are stinking the joint up and I think very vulnerable. Although they have that thing that kills nets, which are genuinely big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of scary. Anyway, that buck to buck, that back to back against the bucks is looming. Yeah. Um, and that actually won't happen by the next time we record. Anyway, Simon, would you let people know where they could rate, review, and maybe get in touch with us with any questions? Yes, folks, here's what you got to do. Please rate and review us uh, anywhere you're getting your podcast that allows for reviews. That's I'm looking in particular at Apple Podcasts. At your Apple. Please, please rate us. Um, we, we, we really desire those um five-star reviews um we're not honestly looking for sort of just whatever your take is if it's a low opinion we we are kind of hoping for those five stars um and then if you want to get in touch with us maybe if you're feeling like you want to leave a lower than five-star review um, maybe instead send us a vitriolic email mm, personal email yes personal yes email. those those don't hurt us as much 
Oh, it, it hurt. Uh, right, it hurt. I'm not necessarily advocating for it, but if you feel you must register your disdain for us, mm-hmm. please do it via maybe next time at gmail.com. Yeah, just, I mean, make it out, dear Simon and William. Right. Right? That's We'll, we'll start it for you. Yeah. Okay? We're helping you out here. That's right. And then, um, but you don't just have to send us... Um, uh, toxic uh, vitriol. You you could also send us nice things like IRL Jay Z um, sent us. Uh, you know uh, questions, ideas for themes. Um, you know your thoughts, your your feelings on the nets. Um, whatever you want. Um, maybe next time at gmail and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at maybe next time and uh, basketball podcast network. Yes. Yes. Um, follow it. Love it. Um, it's it's the next big thing, um, as evidenced by us being a part of it. And don't forget those draft kings. You gotta have it. <laughs> I got to shoot, baby. Uh, all right. It has been an absolute pleasure sitting here talking with you, Simon. I'm sorry that our opinions differ so wildly on the white stripes. <laughs> there were times I did make efforts. There were a couple songs like. Um, you know that one? What's I think so. What going on? I wanna go when I wanna know. You know that that song? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I tried really hard to like that one. Maybe okay. I did like it. I don't know. What yeah, I like you, you got it like. in your head there. I got it in my head. Uh, yeah, that one was kind of fun. And they were very popular when we were in college. So, I, of course, you know, I gave it a shot. Gave it a college. And I'm sorry. You, you know, I didn't mean to dismiss it. I was just reading a book about, and they were used as an example of, of exemplifying this uh sort of nostalgic turn in pop music. Um, anyway, not important to Nets Nation, probably. Maybe it is. Mm, could be. Uh, the, the great thing about Nets Nation to me is that there's a just a diversity of interests uh, that go far beyond um, the Nets. I mean, <laughs> so, yes. so far beyond that oftentimes... <laughs> When people are let in games, nobody shows up for the game. Yeah, there's maybe too much diversity. <laughs> you maybe want to narrow your interests a little maybe, bit, Nets maybe Nation. Maybe pair out some other aspects of your, your interest wheel and, and focus in on Nets Nation for a yeah, while. Yeah, that's right. Oh, dry leaves in a dirty grass. That's dry leaves in a dirty grass. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, classic song. Classic mm-hmm. song. Divine a generation, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Simon, shall we? Shall we Let's sign do it. off? Okay, we will go ahead and uh, see ya next, next time. time. <laughs> I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long, like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping. The paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read